listening to Downworlder Dish, a Shadowhunter Chronicles podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 92, where we will be discussing chapter 12 in Clockwork Prince Masquerade. I'm Kristen. I'm Robin. And I'm Amanda. <laughs> I feel like Robin's always off a little bit when always. it comes to her. <laughs> it, dude, I feel like she you're off, never, which is never crazy. Like, it's this long it. pause. <laughs> yeah, it's the internet. Yeah. <laughs> and it's never that way in real life. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Great. So, Robin, you have the most exciting thing to talk about. Yeah. Tell us. You have the floor. About the happiest place oh, on it earth. Was, yeah. It was too much. That's what it was. <laughs> it was too much. Was so, we, we went to California for seven days it was a week mm-hmm. and we stayed with family for a couple days and then we did disney and california adventure and my children as you probably know are 10 almost 11 and just turned five mm-hmm. and i thought that my five-year-old was going to be overwhelmed because he has some sensory issues and other things going on so we were like let's do five days let's take it slow Mm -hmm. that way we don't feel pressured we're wasting money we're overwhelmed whatever this kid was so happy (laughs) and literally wanted to do every single ride and then he was just like again 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 so he didn't want to take a break and so we're like well if we paid the money and we're already here like we might as well just do it right and he he only got scared on one ride uh-huh. And wow. it was the goofy sky school ride or whatever. It's like a roller coaster. <laughs> That's great. And it felt like it were going to tip out of it. But he his favorite ride was the Guardian of the Galaxy ride, nice. which used to be the Tower nope. of Terror. Mm-mm. We did Space Mountain <laughs> twice and the Haunted Mansion three times and Indiana Jones. And on the Indiana Jones ride, I tried to because it jostles around a lot. Yeah. So it's like, I'll just hold out. him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we had him in the middle or whatever, but I was like, I'll just hold him. Right. So he doesn't move. He legit took my hand off of him, said, I'm not a baby. And then held his hands up in the air like he was on a roller coaster the whole time. Which is like, okay. I'm in tears. That's amazing. Go for it. You're not a baby. He's like, I'm hardcore. Yep. Disneyland. (laughs) Well, that's like we did that Guardians of the Galaxy or whatever. And it was like I... I did it once. That was enough for me. We're Uh we're good. We don't need to do that again. Mm -hmm. And um, the picture that we took, I sent it to you, Amanda. Literally, like, my face is like I'm hiding because it was like, no, thanks. I couldn't even look outside because the picture snaps as you're literally at the top. And it's like an open window. So you can see how far up you are or whatever. And I just I couldn't do it. And he's literally like waving high at the camera. (laughs) I'm just like, I can't with this kid. Nope. I love yeah. it. Well, and then yeah, that's you the couldn't. Ride. Dude, no. Same thing with the mm-hmm. Space Mountain or whatever. He was just super into it. Yeah. That's great. Which was, I mean, it wasn't bad. The last day we were we were all tired. And it seemed like every it was more people than had been the whole time. And the mm-hmm. wait was really long and stuff. So we were just like, we were done. But we got to do the Star Wars ride twice and the nice. Spider-Man one at California Adventure and, you know, the Cars ride or whatever. But it was a very, very, very long not vacation vacation. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. It but, was vacation I mean, for the kids, which means it was work for you. Yeah. Right. Well, and the thing is, they were bickering a little bit on the last day, but they were, everybody was happy. Nobody was fighting. There were no, you know, That's William awesome. got really upset because people kept cutting in line. Is what oh, he was no. saying. They were cutting. But it was like the dad went and then like, or like the mom and the kids were in spot. And then the dad went up to be with the mom and the kids. Yeah. He's like, hey, stop cutting in line. <laughs> You're like. <"Shut> <laughs> I was just like, okay. And so that was, we had some issues with that. And then like, mommy's not trying to something get else, but it was a Disney. quick <laughs> dude, dude. But the good thing, like I told him, I'm like, nobody's upset that we're going home. Like everybody, even William, we were all ready to just go home and see sushi. Mm-hmm. And right. So there was no tears about why we have to leave. That's My kid it. had some tears leaving sushi. Oh, oh okay. She's a cutie. Not really, obviously, but he's like, this cat is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's what I said. Like I was telling Omar, I was like, there's not even garbage in the garbage can. Good. She was mad at us when we got home. Oh. <laughs> yeah, she was pissed. She's like, and fuck you. Omar's like, she probably misses Drew. And I was like, yeah, I bet she probably does. <laughs> Did he stay there the whole time? Sounds like they spent a lot of time. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Did he like it, like being by himself and kind of doing his own thing? I haven't really talked to him. He got home when I was putting Lincoln down, and um, he's been in his room and stuff. Just because apparently he didn't have enough alone time to (laughs) get him. But his um, his twenty first birthday is on Monday, so So I'm sure I'll get to talk to him lots. We're gonna take him to the casino. Nice. Ooh, which one? Lots of time together. We're gonna go to Spirit Mountain because Ben lives just a few minutes away. So that way we can stay the night. Nice. That's a good idea. Anyway. Very nice. That is a really good idea. Yeah. Good stuff. Okay. So we got the results from our our poll and it was a resounding option A, which makes us happy. So spoilery (laughs) bonus content while Amanda is on um, maternity leave. Um, Next week will be uh, Amanda's last episode before she goes on her maternity leave. And then the following week, Robin and I, uh, TBA, will be discussing bonus content. Um, We will let you guys know next week what it is we will be discussing in more detail our topic i.e we will discuss it and figure out what we're going to be doing and then let you know because we haven't even thought about it yet <laughs> that is full correct. disclosure to listen <laughs> it'll be good it'll be good so yeah it's too far in advance yeah <laughs> yeah so enough with the housekeeping items um i think we're all ready to cut the chit chat and kick things off with Robin's recap. Previously on Downworld or Dish. Charlotte receives a letter from Regner with an update on the Herondale family. He's got some hot goss from the locals and even got the close knit deets from Cecily. Jim pops in to see Charlotte, but he has another bloody coughing fit and leaves telling Charlotte what sounds like a final goodbye. Will makes his way back to the Institute and runs into Jim Pa-pa-pacing outside Tess's door. That was so sweet. Knocking on Heaven's door. Oh, oh, okay. It was off tune. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Jim and Will have a quick exchange and then head into Jim's room, where Will gives him a packet of Yenfin. 
And Jen panics over if Tessa told him about their hot and heavy night. How did you know what dropped it, bro? <laughs> Will apologizes about being an insensitive butthole, and then shit gets sad. Across the hall, Tessa is restless again. Sophie knocks on the door and pops in to tell her that she just Rapunzel Jessamine and hit her over the head with a mirror because <laughs> she found an invitation to a soiree at Lightwood Manor for, from none other than her two-timing spineless brother, Nate. The girls tell Will... And they devise a plan that involves Tessa turning into Jessamine and Will creeping into the shadows. Flash forward to Tessa and Will making their way to the Lightwoods. Their conversation starts off bickering like normal and turns into Tessa asking questions about Will's sister, Ella. She also manages to pull out the story of what happened with Tatiana. They reflect a moment on Tessa's past and what she might be. Tessa thinks that she's some new hybrid model. Then <laughs> Will jokes that she's one of Morty's clockwork robots. And Tessa makes a stab at him being heartless. Before Will can clap back, they arrive at the Lightwoods. Oh, shit. Amanda's raising her hand. I have to say something (laughs) really quickly. Tell me. So when I went to go write my part, Kristen was already done. And I also called Tessa Tessaman. Oh, yes. I I put it in there and I was like, look, she did it too. Fishing from the same pond. I fucking love it. (laughs) It's great. Pulling them in <laughs> from the same pond. Yeah. <laughs> Catch and release. <laughs> One, two, three into the boat. Anyway. Oh, I love it. Oh, okay, before we get started, I've already got questions. All right. So my refresher for this chapter, I listened to the audiobook. And on the audiobook, the chapter is titled The Ball. But the narration of the audiobook says Masquerade as the chapter title. What huh. what is happening? I don't I am I don't know why. <laughs> I am just irrationally attached to this idea that whoever is running the fucking audiobook division of Cassandra Clare's books is not paying attention. Yes. All the narrators it- pronounce words differently. Mm-hmm. names differently fucking they have different accents like sometimes they do sometimes they don't right in in the first of of the infernal devices books gabriel has a lisp for no reason at all <laughs> it's not ever mentioned in the books but for some magical reason in the first book he's got a lisp in the narration doesn't make any sense right but th- there's so many inconsistencies in the audiobooks that I'm like, okay, now the chapter title's wrong? What the fuck is happening? I mean, they basically mean the same thing, so right. whatever. Well, and I was like, is this like a sorcerer's stone versus philosopher's stone situation? But it's a oh, masquerade. Okay. Like, is that sure, it's technically what a French word, but it's in the American vernacular. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's not the, like Yeah. It's not like it's some The Kindle weird says masquerade too right in in the in the english physical book it says masquerade so yeah i don't i don't understand i feel like somebody like google translated it and then never double checked it i don't know (laughs) (laughs) anyways it's seriously not even important at all but it's something that i fixate on because i'm a lunatic i don't know what to tell you that's what that's what we do here right (laughs) exactly (laughs) This is why we're here. <laughs> so Tezamin 
and Will uh, roll up to Chiswick House. Okay. Now, this is based on the narration, which is, as we've discussed, not exactly reliable. But I'm saying Chiswick because I don't think you pronounce the W, right? It's not Chiswick. Um, in Chain of Gold, she uh-huh. says Chiswick. Yeah. Right? And um, she's my hero, so that is correct. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, we're on the same Check page. Check it off in Robin's book. It's a silent <laughs> W until further instructed by an English person. Somebody that lives there, tell us if we sound like idiots. Yes. Please. Actually, don't. We know we sound like idiots. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so, Tesman and Will uh, roll up to Chiswick House, and it's described as a paladin style manor which the only thing I could think of is like a paladin from D&D and <laughs> I'm like right. that's not what that is <laughs> nerd <laughs> so I had to look it up because I was like what does this look like it looks like Darcy's house from Pride and Prejudice 2005 uh-huh. it looks like Pemberley so. They're so pretty. I love that you provided us photos. I, I did provide photos. We'll we'll post photos in our in our group so everyone can know what it is because apparently you can't Google. I don't know. We just w- <sighs> let us be your fingers. Why exactly? Why Google when we could provide it for you? <laughs> We're just trying. What to What do be you helpful. call that, Amanda? A rugel? <laughs> what? Yes. When I just ask Robin instead. <laughs> yeah. I do that to my husband. He's my Google. Because if he doesn't know it, he had, like, when you ask him a question, if he doesn't know the answer, he has to then find out the answer. Yeah. Like, he, yeah. he can't just be like, I don't know, and then make you go, no. Now he has to know. Now it's a challenge. Jugle. Yeah. No, that's not good. That's not good. Joggle. Stop trying to make it happen. Jazzle. <laughs> okay. <sighs> All right. When they're done gawking at the architecture, uh, Tesman uh, notices none of the lights are on inside the house, which seems sus. Maybe two ill-equipped teenagers crashing a CD party without backup wasn't like such a great idea. I don't know. Yeah. Just throwing it out there for consideration. <laughs> <laughs> Will uh, immediately catches the scent of demonic witchcraft, demonic witchcraft on the breeze. But uh, Tessa Sniffer isn't as finely tuned. In fact, uh, she doesn't smell anything but fresh air, which I find weird. Do, is this weird mm-hmm. to you? Like Tessa's a warlock. She's already we we've already lifted the veil. Right. So she already knows the down world exists. So the the normal glamours or whatever don't apply. Right. We, we already know this from right. our shadow previous shadow hunter experience. So if she's a warlock, like even if she didn't know what the smell was, shouldn't she be able to pick it up? Like, I feel yeah, like um, she, like when Clary did right. in her apartment. Right. Yeah. I don't it's weird. And then I'm like, OK, well, if Tessa can't smell it. 
but Will can. Is it because he's a shadow hunter? Does he have like a hound dog rune? Like what's happening? Oh, that's true. Because Clary is a shadow hunter, I guess. But right. does he got like a special weird. sniffer? Well, Warlock is half demon, so maybe she's not as sensitive to it. But you would think if it's a demon smell, she would pick up it's on it. It's like butt, right? Right? Like, like pheromones <laughs> or something. I don't know. <laughs> I, I go with butt, you go with pheromones, whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's really the same thing, right? <laughs> it depends on who you're talking to. I mean, if you're talking to a dog, I think it's the same. <laughs> so uh a a quick fit check before we get to the action will wasn't lying about his finery okay young mr harrendale is looking fine as hell in his frock coat and domino domino mask like meow and tessa's (laughs) taking notice she she spends like a, a full like six sentence paragraph just like up and down reviewing what he's got going on what he's working with so she's still debating on whether or not like this is a good idea and maybe like they should still turn around um and go back to the institute when will says some gibberish in latin and rings the (laughs) fucking bell and so i had to look up what he said it was like callum danique angel which the rough translation is heaven at last, I guess. Like, not direct, but, like, that's the meaning of it. Because I, I Googled mm-hmm. it, right? And and it said Shadowhunter, so I knew it was talking about the same thing. <laughs> I was like, you're not the first one to Google that. Exactly. Right, because there's no fucking explanation. And maybe I'm dumb, but, like, I don't get it. I don't understand why he would say that. I don't. It is weird. What? Like, I guess it's supposed to be ironic. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I'm not sophisticated enough for this, okay? Just tell me what you want, what you really, really want. (laughs) I just think that it's rude to ring the doorbell or knock when someone's not ready. Like, if you just walked up three flights of stairs to an apartment (laughs) building and you have to pull your pants up because they slipped down and you're out of breath because you're extremely overweight (laughs) and your person that's with you is not and they don't get it (gasps) don't do that let me adjust check with everyone in your party before you ring the bell you're like i'm not wearing suspenders okay we need a minute (laughs) (laughs) i gotta do the jump (laughs) Uh seriously and the wiggle back and forth to make sure you can catch your breath Uh uh-huh exactly oh Oh my gosh so tessa doesn't get much time to contemplate will's riddle because a dark silent brother appears in front of her out of nowhere just like as soon as he hits he hits the bell she's like what the fuck (laughs) like that guy from mr deeds yeah not cool (laughs) like why you know what you're doing you know. <laughs> yeah. It's creepy. So the dark brother bouncer checks the list and uh, gives her the chin lift like she's good to go. And and Tessa, 
<laughs> Tess has never been to like a real life ball. Um, so she's falling back on her knowledge of things from books, except Jane Eyre and Elizabeth Bennett never went to a demon ball. <laughs> so she's like, I feel like there might be a few things that are different. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let me count the ways. Right. So this dark robed, not silent brother, but creepy enough giving off the same vibes uh leads her down a path to the like the side entrance and the door has a symbol carved onto it but as tessa tries to like get a better look at it it's shifting and changing and hurting her eyes to the point where she like needs to look away and i don't need a hound dog rune to know that like that's some demonic shit that i probably don't want to Come in contact with. Yeah. Yeah. Pass. (laughs) No. If I can't even look at it, like that, that's probably evil. (laughs) Instead of running away and screaming like a normal person, uh, Tezeman pulls up her big girl combinations and goes on in. And just. I like that. (laughs) Sorry. What? What? I like that. What you said. It was cute. I like it. Set of pants. Yeah, because they're com- yeah, that's what they wore. That's their underwears. I know. You're very clever. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> Just as she's passing Brother Grimm, she caps she catches a glimpse. <laughs> <laughs> she catches a glimpse at the quote unquote face beneath the hood, which is described as a cluster of red eyes like a spider. No. No. I am good with literally everything up until this point. Like I could handle. I can't, I can't do spider eyes on something that's like six foot tall. I can't. Nope. I put my face in a spider web on accident. Today. I can't stop thinking about it still. So no. Oh, nope. No. But Tessa doesn't get a chance to blow her cover like at the murder party um, <laughs> because the door slams closed behind her and she's suddenly plunged into darkness. What? What? That's that's fun. That doesn't that feels like she could have used those spider eyes now. Don't like it. <laughs> But don't worry, this isn't some demonic game of seven minutes in hell. Before Tessa gets a chance to start panicking (laughs) in earnest, green flame torches lining the walls blaze to life, leading the way up a winding staircase. And she specifically, like, notes that these torches are not witch light. Like, they're green flame, but they're not the stones that, you know, the shadow hunters use. She goes upstairs and she gets to the top and there's another fucking door with a symbol in it, which apparently is their thing. <laughs> and this one she recognizes is the Ouroboros, which is the sign of the Pandemonium Club. And she starts to kind mm-hmm. of like freak the fuck out. <laughs> She's like, uh-huh. oh, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck, 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 fuck. fuck. <laughs> Look where I am. Yeah. <laughs> and if there was any doubt that Benny the dick was evil, they have officially been put to rest. Like, he's super duper evil. No question. He's a baddie. Right. 
Now, of course, is the time to think about that Latin gibberish Will spouted before disappearing into the hedges. Also, how the fuck is Will going to get into this party? Like, yeah, even he said it was warded. So I don't understand how he's like, there's a gate, it's warded. There's clearly some sort of demon bouncer. Like what? Which I, I think is why it's done off, off page because now we don't have to know. (laughs) It's a secret. It adds to the mystique, right? The Herondale mystique. Right. (laughs) Uh, okay so feeling appropriately bolstered by her little pep talk she's like you can do this you have got this you are a badass independent woman Mm. and secure in her knowledge of such parties from books uh tessa pushes open the door determined to find the ladies dressing room and is immediately slapped in the face with the sounds and sights of a demon swingers mixer She was expecting a waiting room, and she got a full ass party. <laughs> yeah, she was she was expecting elevator music, but instead it's like mm, 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 exactly, mm, mm. exactly. <laughs> the two dudes from the brothers from Night at the Roxbury come up. Yes, <laughs> there's random windows knocked out from so much headbanging. <laughs> yeah. So what follows is two solid pages of description. Of, like, just the room. So I'll save you the play-by-play. The ballroom is like the TARDIS. It's bigger on the inside. But it's also, like, gaudy as shit. It's got crystal chandeliers and giant doors leading to these big stone balconies. And probably some incredible plaster and molding work. I'm just assuming. Right? It's it's probably, like, an HGTV watcher's wet dream. Let's be honest. (laughs) It's fair. <laughs> so the place, the place is gorgeous and it looks expensive, like top notch, which do we expect any less from Benny and the Dicks? Like, come on. Right. Right. So the occupants of the ballroom are like the who's who of baddies. You have like rogue vamps <laughs> and goblins, fairies, infrits, demons, um, all mingled in with humans while demon dinosaur dogs roam the crowd, which is like a no thanks. They're like these dogs I with like sounds cool. yellow eyes and spikes. I don't. Mm. It's like Bowser. Mm-hmm. Like what are, th- why are they eyeing? Why are they eyeballing people? Like what are they planning? <laughs> You're looking at me shady. Okay? Right. I don't know. I don't like that. And last but not least. There's fucking automatons. Just now that's not cool. Chilling with like a pandemonium club badge on their chest. Like they're repping their crew. What are you doing? <laughs> Just imagine you say like meeting like a like a hello. My name is Bob. <laughs> tag. <laughs> yes. How may I serve you? Mm-hmm. You think Morty <laughs> names all of the clockwork? Yes. Robots? Yes. Absolutely. Huh. Dude, you've got... Okay, I'm sorry. Quick sidebar, by the way. I know neither of you guys care about this, but maybe someone listening also watches Critical Role. 
So they had their campaign three premiere uh, this week, this Thursday. And they introduced new characters and stuff. And one of the characters is a fucking cleric robot. I think he's a Warforged. Is, is a homebrew. And his name is Fresh Cut Grass. <laughs> it's amazing. Anyways, sorry. Has nothing to do with anything, but it reminded me. Because he literally said robot and automaton. And I was like, does Sam Rangel listen to our podcast? No, of course he doesn't. Those are just words that people use in reference to mechanical creatures. But I was very excited. (laughs) Anyway, Jason was like, because I I had like an alarm set to like, because it streams, right? And on YouTube, you can't play back. So it's like live stream. Jason was like, what are you? And I'm like, listen, this is like football. Okay, when football is on, I just, like, I need to just, I'm sorry. And then it's, like, you know, four hours long, whatever. And Jason's, like, crazy. Jason's, like, is this still going on? I'm, like, yeah. I'm, like, it's, like, Super Bowl. (laughs) (laughs) Sunday football. Yeah. It's literally all day. Okay. Anyway. So there are automatons. It's beside the point. Anyway, it's a lot to tank in. And then out I of- love how what? nervous you are about it, talking about it. Talking about what? Because we don't know what you're t- somebody knows what you're talking about. I'm right. sure. Get it, girl. Get it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like if I had four hours that I could sit and devote my life to something, that might be something that I would be interested in. I just can't go five minutes without my kid wanting like me to open a snack. Right. <laughs> So, yes. What is it with the <laughs> snacks, bro? Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Hey, if if anyone knows what I'm talking about and is also a critter, you should join our Facebook group and talk to me about it. I just want to make sure that I'm not alone. <laughs> Robin's just smiling. She's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. That's fine. <laughs> Someone else will. I... I have faith. Right. I, I feel like, like I said, if, if I, that's something I could do, I feel like I'd, I'd be into it. I, I can't. One day. One day. Yeah. <laughs> so it, anyway, this ballroom is a lot to take in. And then out of nowhere, Nate pops up behind her <laughs> like, boo, bitch, it's time to be Tessiman. Like, <laughs> she's like just trying to like absorb what is happening. And then she's like, oh, shit. They're fucking calling my name. The show must go go on. <laughs> so Tessa's trying to hold her shit together. And to be fair, the last time she saw her brother, he was kind of a dick. So, like, I get it. A little right. bit. <laughs> he was a little murdery. <laughs> no biggie. She noticed that Nate is dressed, like, to the nines, looking every bit the rich aristocrat he's always wanted to be. And... She's, like, trying to reach for Jasmine's mind, right? Because she's like, oh, fuck. Like, he's going to see right through me. This is my brother. Uh-huh. She's trying. But that damn holding water metaphor is back, and she's coming up blank. <laughs> Dude, I, I am over that holding water metaphor. It's, it's literally every book. 
<laughs> in my section, there's two references to things being like lightning. And I was like, we couldn't think of another loud, clappy <laughs> substance. It's okay. Chlamydia? My thighs. <laughs> <laughs> my thighs? Is that what you said? There are two kinds of people. <laughs> I said chlamydia. There are two kinds of people. <laughs> Well, and my, I know that is not something that bugs most people, but ask Amanda. I, <laughs> I mean, it's just a little antibiotics, right? <laughs> no, I won't send an email that has the same word in it twice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm. Yeah. I'll rewrite a whole uh-huh. fucking paragraph to not use the same word twice. Uh-huh. Depends on how long I've been working on it. Most of the time, I'm just like, fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) They know me. (laughs) Well, and then I'm, I don't know. I think this is a pretty normal thing. I I send an email, and if it's like a significant email, like a longer, more than three sentences email, I always reread it after I send it. Is that, that's normal, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And make sure you sent it to the right person. Yes. Yeah. And then you have to panic. Yeah. Because you're like, yeah. fudge. Yeah. Anyway. <sighs> Every single time I type an A, Amanda's name pops up. But what if this one time it didn't pop up and she wasn't actually the first one? Then I sent it to someone else named like Andrew. <laughs> but it's not Andrew that works for us. It's a different Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> Better go have a panic attack. Yep. <laughs> yep. <sighs> Good stuff. So flying solo, Tessa just decides to wing it, doing her best to imitate Jessamine and gain intel without revealing herself, which seems easy enough. But as we know from past experience, Tessa's not good at. (laughs) Right. She's really not great at keeping her cool in a situation. I really enjoyed being in Tessa's head for this bit with like her between her and Nate because it felt like every interaction I've ever had with another human being in my entire life. (laughs) She is analyzing everything the entire time they're talking and our little Sherlock sleuths out some interesting tidbits. Okay. So the vocabulary he's using is a big red flag for her. He's, calling uh-huh. her Jessie instead of Miss Lovelace, which is socially like it it's intimate, right? It Im- implies that they they know each other on a different level. Uh-huh. And it's a big insight into their relationship. And then she's using like his tone and his inflection to gauge like his mood because she knows about him. Like she she knows him because she grew up with him. So she can tell right. when he's like putting on his fake smile, his customer service voice, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. And she's using it to gauge her next move, which is smart. Um, and then also like his body language. He's really close to her. He's touching her pretty freely. She's like, mm, this isn't really proper etiquette. Like, I feel like there might be uh-huh. something going on here. Right. And as they begin to <laughs> dance, Tesman notices uh, he's got that dopey look on his face. And she realizes that there's a significant chance that he might try to kiss her. And just like that, folks, we're back in brother lover territory. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that didn't take long. Don't stop till you get enough. <laughs> 
In an effort to avoid an incestuous makeout session, Tezeman cuts through the cloud of horny by telling Nath a half-truth, which everyone knows is the best way to lie, about Sophie finding the invitation. Do you take me for a fool? Of course not. I wrapped her skinny wrist with my mirror and she dropped it immediately. Besides, she probably can't even read. This is Tezeman, okay, saying this. Mm -hmm. And then Nate's response. Truly, said Nate, relaxing visibly, they could have found you. Lo- they could have found you a lady's maid who more befits a lady, one who speaks French, can sew. Sophie can snow. <laughs> Sophie can sew. Tessa said automatically and could have slapped herself. Yeah, me too. Uh, probably she amended or passably she amended and batted her eyelashes up at Nate. Okay, listen. <clears throat> I get it. I understand that Tessa has a protective streak. We've seen this, especially in regards to Sophie over and over again. Right. But Mm -hmm. is that really the thing that's going to make you break character after she literally just said, I bet she can't read. She's already playing the game. She's already Uh said something mean that is obviously untruthful. So, right. Him saying that she probably can't sew? Like, what are you doing? First of all, Uber. Right? <laughs> right? I'm like, I don't, I feel like that's not something that would get your hackles in a bunch. Like, who the yeah. fuck cares? <laughs> I mean, it's a useful quality, and I'm sure, obviously more so back then than it is even mm-hmm. now. But. Well, especially her profession. Right. But, but I mean, come on. Like, there's more than yeah. just sewing to her job. <laughs> right. A lot more. Right. Yeah. But I can totally see her thinking that internally. Like, hey, fucker, she can. Like, <laughs> I want to defend my friend. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, to say it out loud, I agree. I just feel like Tessa would have more sense about her to, like, bite her fucking tongue. You know, she's looking at a murderer in the face. (laughs) feel like the face brings a little levity to the situation. (laughs) (laughs) So Tessa quickly changes the subject, resorting to small talk. But the tactic ends up paying off. Uh, You see, as an evil underlord in training, Nate's been working on his monologuing skills. And he can't wait to test them out on somebody new. Skills with a Z. Skills with a Z. And let me tell you, Nate spills the tea like it's 1773. All right. The Magister has continued to favor him since Jesmond's been feeding him insider information on the Institute. Everything is coming up gray, baby. And Tessa catches sight of fucking Gabriel Flitting around, chatting up the nymphs while Gideon is like holding up a wall, just like a statue. Either way, they're both there and their presence at a demon party doesn't really bode well for their future, considering like all the fucking laws they're breaking. Um, (laughs) And then she sees Will and all thoughts leave her head. Just poof. Mm -hmm. As they do. I will read this little excerpt from the book. Because, I mean, no one can describe Will quite like Tessa can describe Will, right? (laughs) All those rippling muscles. 
<laughs> Maybe himself. Right. Okay, fair. <laughs> <laughs> he was leaning against the wall opposite her between two empty chairs. Despite his mask, she felt as if she could see directly into his eyes, as if he were standing close enough to touch. She would have half expected him to look amused at her predicament, but he did not. He looked tense and furious and... God, I'm jealous of every other man who looks at you, Nate said. You should be looked at only by me. Good Lord, Tessa thought. Did this line of talk really work on most women? It shouldn't, but it kind of does. Yeah. <laughs> it, if it we're being honest. Me out, but totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <It's>, mm. <laughs> Especially someone like Jessamine. Oh, dude, yeah. Yeah. I, I just... Will is jealous of her brother in this moment. <laughs> I just... I feel like we're overlooking <laughs> the real situation here. He's, I feel like he's threatened by her brother and he hasn't been threatened by anyone else. <laughs> Not even Jem, who is pacing out her fucking door. Right. Kissing her hand on the steps of the Institute. Yeah, you, you think that's that why happen? he looks tense? I thought mm-hmm. it was just because he doesn't want her to be like revealed and get hurt. Oh, I don't know. I think uh, maybe I'm just horny. But, like, <laughs> in my head, I was, like, is he, like, I, like, yes, to an extent, like, I want to make sure she's okay. And I hate this guy because this Nate guy's an asshole. But also, like, I feel like a little bit of his, like, he gets to be that close to her. I don't like that. Because yeah. I feel like Will's okay. a little territorial like that. A little bit. Mm-hmm. But maybe it's just my brain. No one says anything, like, directly. Uh, Where am I? Okay. So, naturally, uh, Tessa's super skeeved out about her brother's advances. (laughs) And she searches for an extraction point, landing on guilt, a tried-and-true standby for women for (laughs) centuries. My favorite go-to. She smacks him with an, all you care about is my sweet, sweet spy skills. And being partial to the overshare, uh, Nate reveals too much while he's trying to gaslight Jessamine back into submission. (laughs) He's like, well, yes, you did help us very specifically with York. Problem solved. Like, we've been wondering how they knew about York. Oh, it's Jessamine. Mm -hmm. Okay, awesome. So, yeah, she's been putting in work at the Institute. Those headaches were no joke. The girl's been doing double duty. For real. But their lover's quarrel is cut short when Nate catches sight of Bernie. Nope. When Nate catches sight of Benny. and Bernie Sanders. (laughs) That's exactly what I thought about. (laughs) Could you imagine Bernie with his fucking mittens and his parka just sitting at the orgy? (laughs) He's judging them. He's like, tax the rich. (laughs) protesting outside benny would have never invited him yeah <laughs> dude <laughs> oh 
but their lover's quarrel is cut short when Nate catches sight of Benny and his snake-eyed lover getting frisky on the dais. That's right, folks. This party just turned into a demon orgy. Um, I'm going to leave you, leave you with a, a parting excerpt, if you will. This is a uh, starting with the description of Benedict's lady friend. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Long black hair worn loose, a low-cut black velvet gown, and the heads of little serpents poking out from her eyes, hissing. As Tessa watched one of them extend a long forked tongue and licked the side of Benedict Lightwood's face. That's a demon, Tessa breathed, forgetting for a moment to be Jessamine. Isn't it? Fortunately, Nate seemed to find nothing odd about the question. Of course it is, silly bunny. That's what Benedict fancies. Demon women. Will's, vo Will's voice echoed in Tessa's ears. I would be surprised if some of the Elder Lightwood's nocturnal visits, from s visits to certain houses in Shadwell haven't left him with a nasty case of demon pox. And then she's just like, ew, gross. <laughs> ew. Ow. Oh, oh, that's great. What so, a trip. Seriously. I just want to say, I just want to say that my entire section seems kind of hard to believe because there's no way in my mind Nate wouldn't suspect that Tessa is Tessaman. Oh, Because for she's sure. playing so incredibly dumb. Oh, for sure. Well, also... During their conversation, Nate is like, it seems like for whatever reason, Nate is like giving her information. He's like, don't you remember saying this? Instead of right. being like, what the fuck are you talking about? Right. Right. Exactly. Like, I guess <sighs> it would depend on how he sees Jessamine. Because if he thinks that she's stupid. Fair. True. I have true. to repeat myself to Andy all the time. So. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so anyway, now that I got that out of the way, I just want everyone to know how I feel. Um, Nate basically is, because Jessamine, obviously, Tessamine, was like, ill, And Nate's like, yeah, totally. Like, this motherfucker is all, like, high up on his Nephilim horse and acts like that. Like, I don't know why Morty even likes him so much. Like, he really wants him to be running the Institute. And Tessamine's like, yeah, he's icky. And, like, what would he want with a dumb old building anyway? <laughs> and Nate's like, girl, we've gone over this. The Lightwood dude will, the, this, Benny will take over and he'll take down the council from the inside and the automatons will do it from the outside. But, like, we're mostly interested in the library and the weapons room. Mm. And I'm, like, so excited to see Tessa be arrested for the illegal possession of articles <laughs> of dark magic. He's going to, she's going to be handed over to Mortmain, so it's cool. Uh, you hid that book, right? The one that we talked about, the Book of the White. You put it in her room. <laughs> <laughs> you did all these things for me. And Tessamin's reward, you ask, for hiding this book? Why, yes, as Kristen suggested, it's a big smackaroo on the lips from old brother Nate. <laughs> okay, just a second. So this whole... <laughs> This whole thing where he's like, criminals don't talk openly about their crimes exactly. over and over and over again after they're done. <laughs> like, 
They're in the middle of a room with a bunch of fucking people. Like, they're going to be talking in code. Right. Yep. And he's like, don't you remember? Like, you're this so very silly. specific thing. <laughs> don't you remember <laughs> our you repeat the whole plan? 47 point plan? <laughs> Didn't you get the PowerPoint? <laughs> right. sorry yeah so tessa senses this kiss coming so she fakes the meat sweats and asks him (laughs) to bring her some lemonade (laughs) she she's not gonna kiss her brother no 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 no. (laughs) she's like i am not clary yeah (laughs) so just as nate walks away tessa min is greeted by a fairy woman that says that she looks like her mom this bitch can see through Tessa's disguise and knows that this isn't actually Jessamine. And she's like, holy shit. <laughs> she's feeling your face. But I'm like, holy shit. How many people can see through that? Like, that right. would be my first thought. Mm-hmm. Who around here can see me? Well, also, I did wonder for a moment. How like, they see me? If, <laughs> if it's warded, if like they warded it specifically for this party, like to make sure no one could tell that there's a bunch know. of demons there and stuff. Did, wouldn't they have some like sort of green grots like waterfall situation to like wash away spells and shit? I don't know. Interesting. I don't know. Maybe that's I too just, convenient. Yeah. I guess. I feel like Tessa being able to do this in this environment and get away with getting all this information is a little convenient, but fair. It's cool. We need it. Yep. So it's the only way we're gonna get it. Right. The story. Mu- the show must go on. <laughs> yeah. Plot. <laughs> exactly (laughs) so yeah tessa's like feeling her face but this woman is like chill girl like i'm special i can see through that your your disguise is still intact don't worry no one else knows so she goes on to tell her again how much she looks like her mom which i like because we haven't really heard much about nate and tessa's parents at all so it's kind of cool to meet someone that had met her especially the mom i don't know why um anyway (laughs) so um Tessa asks, like, who she is, and the woman says that, like, her kind don't give out their names, but Tessa can call her whatever she'd like, which, I don't, it reminds me of when my husband and I got custody of my bonus kids, and Drew and I had a discussion about, like, what he would call me, Mm. and um, I told him he could call me whatever he wanted to, so, um, (coughs) of course, over the last 12 years, he's called me mom, and so is Cassie, but... For, like, a few days, he called me shoelace because I said whatever you want. So. <laughs> he was testing his boundary. I like it. Yeah. He, he was eight, you know. like Yeah. <laughs> he was like, whatever uh, so anyway, I want. That's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Hyacinth is what uh, we're calling this woman. Apparently, it's what Tessa's mom had called her. So um, Tessa asks exactly how she knew her mother, since she didn't look much older than Tessa herself. And Hyacinth explains that she doesn't age, like her people don't age after their youth, and neither will Tessa. And so Tessa asks if, um, she asks her if she knows what Tessa is, because obviously she knows about something because she's saying she's not aging Mm -hmm. so this lady goes on a tangent and explains about changelings (laughs) and i'm gonna quote this part because i have questions Uh (laughs) so she says 
When our fairy blood has grown weak and thin, we will find our way into a human home and take the best, the prettiest, and the plumpest child, and quick as a wink, replace the babe with a sickly one of ours. While the human child grows tall and strong in our lands, the human family will find itself burdened with a dying creature, fearful, fearful of cold iron. Our bloodline is strengthened. So my question is, is the bloodline strengthened from human blood? Is that what it is? So they breed with the human and then it somehow mm -hmm. recirculates through everybody. But like, yeah. how is their blood weak and thinned if they're breeding together? It just, that doesn't, so it does it's, not compute. <laughs> I think what they're talking about is like natural selection in, in the sense of like, if your gene pool is only so big because there's only so many of you. And you're interbreeding. Okay. At some point, your genetic code is not varied enough to be strong. So you end up with bad genes. And so when you end up with sickly children, then you bring in an, a human child with healthy, diverse genes that is going to bolster and create over long terms, over generations, a healthier overall group. Okay. Okay. I can, I can get down with that. It's still mean because... Super mean. Super fucking amoral. <laughs> Do not condone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because Tessa's just as horrified as we are, obviously. And so she asks why they even leave the sickly baby behind. And she's like, why not just take the kid from its bed, basically? And this lady, Hyacinth, explains, like, it's only fair, which is totally a fairy thing to say. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, well, we took one. We have to leave one, right? Yep. So it's just terrible. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I can't even imagine what would be worse. So I'm not even going to go there. But <laughs> but I also like how she adds, like, she's like, well, that would, that's the fair thing to do. But also, like, people are going to freak out if a, a human baby just goes missing. Like, I got to yeah, give them something. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want that hassle. We don't want them coming after us. Yeah. yeah. I don't need the eight o'clock news at my house. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Tessa's like, okay, so like, are you saying I'm a changeling? Like, what are you? I'm confused. What are you <laughs> Why saying? Why did you tell here? me this story? Yeah. <laughs> Please tell me more. And Hyatt, this is like, no, bro, that would be silly. Oh, hey, look, there's a handsome looking boy over there that's looking at you. And I'm just getting whiplash from this woman. Like, who are you? Where She's did like, you come Math from? Mary. What the hell are you talking <laughs> She's about? Math yeah. Mary. <laughs> Lindsay. It's so true. Lindsay, I know you're listening. I'm just two words. <laughs> Meth fairy. Good luck. Yep. <laughs> 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 so the handsome boy that this that Hyacinth is referring to is Will. And Tessamine fills him in on everything that she's learned so far about Jessamine being a spy. And also, you know, she has to add that um, Nate doesn't even care that the Magister is still wanting Tessa. Which I totally understand being hurt by that. But that is like the least important thing that was shared. <laughs> It seems like anyway. they have. Oh, sorry, I hit the microphone. It seems like they have enough information to go. Right. 
Uh-huh. I guess it would be suspicious, right? But I don't know. I agree. Yeah. So eventually Nate gets like he, he finds his way back from this really long journey that he took to get lemonade because it's been probably five minutes. Like, how long does it take to get a glass of lemonade, mm-hmm. bro? But he comes back and says it's like fizzy and that just grosses me out. Why is it fizzy? Alka-Seltzer? Like, what did you LaCroix. put in this? Yeah. Ew. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> so, of course, as soon as, oh, what's his name? The brother, Nate, comes back. Will's <laughs> like, I got to go. <laughs> So Nate comes in and back to this conversation. He's like, listen, I need to circle back around here. You did hide the book in Tessa's room, right? (laughs) Just want to establish we made that clear. You did your job. And um, so she uses this opportunity to talk about the magister and what he wants with Tessa. And Nate gives no shits. Like she's really trying to figure it out. I don't blame her. Um, But he reassures Jessamine that he's only focused on his future with her. Like, I don't care what he wants with her. I'm focused on you and I. Like, let's focus on us. Don't you care about us, basically. And Tessa thinks back to the times that Jessamine had stayed in the room at the Institute, like, supposedly having fallen asleep while they were trying to make plans, like when Ragnar was there and all of that stuff. And it all just, like, she's not as dumb, I guess, as she Uh is pretending to be. (sighs) <sighs> this bitch. So Nate asks if she's feeling up to getting back to their boot scootin' boogie. He's ready to hit the dance floor. But <laughs> Testament is over it. She's like, no, I don't feel good. I don't I told you I didn't feel good. No. Not Sorry. tonight. <laughs> yeah. And Nate's like, okay, that's fair. I mean, they say that a man should only dance the first set or two with his wife. Now I know that this is shocking information. Yes, Nate and Jessamine are married. However, I would like to focus my point on why a man shouldn't dance all night with his wife, especially if they're newlyweds. So in like Victorian society, it was seen as like rude because you get all your time with your wife. And so the, okay. by not dancing specifically with your spouse all night, you're allowing another, an extra person to be freed up to dance with among the party. Interesting. So the wallflowers need a partner. Okay. But I'm pretty sure only married, like, I'm pretty sure only married people can dance with other married people. I don't think single people okay. can dance with married people. I don't know. I don't have a fucking Victorian <laughs> etiquette book. Um, I'll look it up for next time. Okay. So <laughs> anyway, they're married. That's shocking. Obviously, Tessa is reacting, but luckily she is saved by the bell because she is shooketh for real by this information. And um, Nate receives a message on a metal tray Delivered by an automaton, and he must just feel so fancy. Dude, for real. Yep. <laughs> He's like, look how important I am. I bet yeah. they're his bodyguards. <laughs> yeah. Because Morty's like, this motherfucker can't go anywhere without getting himself killed. He's such an asshole. Yep. We, yep. He's got to have muscle with him. <laughs> can't keep his damn mouth yep. shut. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, as we're learning, he's telling her everything. Mm-hmm. So the note is from Morty, and he's beckoning Nate to him. So he's outie. He's just like, gotta go. Bye. Go find Benedict. He'll make sure you get to your carriage. Okay? 
I'm just like, no, even if I were Jessamine, I don't trust that fucker. Mm-mm. Why would you put me with him? That's weird. Clearly, he doesn't care about her. His girlfriend has snakes I mean, for eyes. That. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can I tell you how stupid I am? Hmm. Yes. At the end of this interaction, he says something about, like, until we meet again or I'll see you again, Mrs. Gray. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, my God. He knows it's Tessa. I did, too, for a second. Yep. <laughs> because it was like, like, that was his way of saying it was, no, 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 not even a little bit. <laughs> I know. I did the same thing. I was like, wait, no, that's his name. Right. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> so as soon as Nate leaves, Will finds Testament. I guess at this point now we'll just call her Tessa. <laughs> so anyway, um, he tells her that he sent the note. <laughs> <laughs> I saved you, girl. It was me. <laughs> yeah so um he sent nate to a hall that's like really far away so it should take him a while to figure out like that it was a fake and that he you know whatever and um so they still need to like hurry up but they have a few minutes you know so suddenly will asks if tessa's all right and it's because she's turning back into herself (laughs) they're so far away from the main entrance that will just takes them out onto a balcony that he saw and so they're out of sight because she is quickly changing so she turns back into herself and her dress is like super sexually tight right now (laughs) she's like i know some women like it this tight but i've never even seen my own skin (laughs) uh so anyway she starts rambling going on about nate and jessamine being married and how um there's no way that he actually loves her because he's so selfish and blah 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 and it's just like word vomit. She can't stop. And eventually she realizing that she realizes like she's been going on and on for a while. And she's like, sorry, my bad. <laughs> it's totally something I would do. Well, it's like, girl, don't you even be sorry. No, you were amazing in there. What? I was what? <laughs> Say that again. Repeat that. <laughs> he says that he can't. He can tell that she at one time loved Nate. And he was super pissed off watching them together because he could see her heart breaking. And Tessa internally thinks about how Will is actually the one that broke her heart. But she suppresses and goes on about Nate. And she says that she misses him in part because, um, you know, he's her brother and he was her only family. And Will is like, oh, is that all? Well, the Institute's your family now. So it's cool. No biggie. You got a family. And Tessa's paying more attention to how Will is talking to her so sweetly and, like, touching her cheek, just like she had always dreamed. He looked all beautiful and shit. (laughs) And finally, she's like, we should go back inside. Like, we don't have much time, dude. Let's get out of here. But she takes a step forward and trips, quote unquote. (laughs) And, like, she trips into wrapping her arms around his neck. And I'm just like... First of all, convenient, but also inappropriate. <laughs> she just tripped and fell on his dick. I don't know what happened. Exactly. <laughs> but of course, she doesn't immediately move back, and neither does he. And well, Will tells her to look at him. He's like, look at me. I am the captain now. <laughs> and then he starts to, like, remove her hairpins one at a time because they totally have time for that. Dude. I'm sorry. This happens a lot in books, right? Because 
in theory, it's a really sexy thing, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Right? In reality, never. It is never. It There's always hair being pulled. It's always like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> like <laughs> Ow, yeah. yeah. It sounds painful. <laughs> Why would my hair need to be down? Like, leave me alone. Right. If it's down, it's just going to get messy and then tangled. And then I'm going to have to fucking brush it. People are going to notice. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's that thing where it's just more intimate. Like, because you're not supposed to, just, like, women always have their hair done and stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. So Tessa is frozen in place, thinking about how crazy, like, this whole interaction is. The pins are falling to the floor from her hair. And um, there must have been more pressing matters at hand, like fleeing from the Magister's Fest 2020. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> What is it? Nine, 19 what? what? 18, 1878? What's the year? Of what? That sounds right. Magister Fest, 1878? Yeah, 1878, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but Will's hands are like all up in her hair, and he's like tossing that pearl headband aside, and she's like, yeah. No! No, yeah. Get it, get it, get it, get it. Do you know how, oh, do you know how much oh. that's fucking worth? <laughs> Do you know how Dude, hard it was real. to get pearls in 1878? Come on. They don't care. They're, they got that teenage sexual drive, man. Mm-hmm. Katy Perry's in the background. It's like, okay. Yeah, it's like us with our uh, beanie babies just being all wild, just throwing them anywhere, <laughs> playing with them near ice otter pops. <laughs> Dump in the tag. Those stupid fucking plastic covers for the tag. Yep. I was never a beanie baby person. Me neither. I liked them because they were cute, but I didn't collect them. I just got ones that I liked that were cute. So, you guys. Will is waiting to exhale. (laughs) Amazing. Yep. And he did so. Full on Angela Bassett. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, It was good. Okay. He did so when his hands got all wrapped up in Tessa's hair. And then he's like, "Ah, my Tessa. And instead of telling him that she was indeed not his Tessa, she's like, "Eh, it's cool. It's fine now. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Three days ago, I was Gems Tessa, but whatever. Right. Do you hear that? The winds of change. Okay. <laughs> Tessa whispers his name back and then takes her gloves off, her kid gloves. Mm. And will let his mask fall. Not like his like metaphorical mask, his actual mask. <laughs> and then he starts slicking his hair back like a rockabilly dude. He's like, yeah, you got to get this, this back up. It's important right now. And Tessa reaches up to touch his face. But he's like, no, I want to touch you first. This really weirded me out. Right? Mm-hmm. He, yeah. He's like, I had to. I've wanted to stop talking mid-sentence for the millionth time <gasps> in the <this> series. <gasps> Stop. Anyway, he starts rubbing her face. No. You heard me correctly. 
including her mouth, which seems super gross. Not into that. What is it? Wash your freaking hands. (laughs) Don't touch my mouth with your nasty, salty fingers. Okay. (laughs) He like shoves a finger in there. (laughs) We've all been there. Shut up. We've all it just been reminds there. Me of no. A scary movie where it's like, smell my fingers. And he's like, what is that? My ass. That's what it reminds me of. <laughs> Robin, why are you going to make it weird? <laughs> That's like, what she thinks of when someone touches her face. <laughs> just no, this scene in particular. Because it's all weird. Well, it's. Anyway, it's yeah, it was a scary a, movie, right? Anyway. It's just. No. It gets worse. Don't worry. It gets worse before it gets better. So Tess is just standing there, shocked still, as Will is petting her face. (laughs) Yes, that is exactly what is happening. And then he starts, like, undressing her coat or whatever, some part of her dress that I couldn't understand. There's 7,000 garments. But basically, he has revealed her collarbone. And she makes this analogy about how Will's hands are like a ship ripping through the ocean. And it's leaving warm prints on her body where he touched her. And then they press their bodies together. (laughs) Inappropriate. (laughs) And Will whispers in her ear, which is literally the grossest thing that you can ever do. Yep. No thanks. Bye. Mm -hmm. Do not. Put your mouth anywhere close to my ear. Dude, I will I vomit on you. Legit, have full goosebumps right now. That is not my Ugh. jam. <laughs> on top of it, my ears Hard are gauged, pass. and like that's a big no-no. Okay, yeah. just stay away. Yeah. Anyway, quoteth. I have wanted to do this. He said, "Every moment of every hour of every day that I have been with you." Since the day I met you, but you know that. You must know, don't you? How? Right. Yes, your actually you a prostitute, right. basically. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You're like, you're not good enough to date, but I'll let you be my whore. Yeah. What? What? But you must Tessa know I love you. Tessa has emotional whiplash, like Kristen does. <laughs> and she was like, the fuck? No what? But instead of being like, whoa, let's have a moment. Explain yourself, mister. Let's talk about what you just said. She decides to swoon over how soft his lips are. And then um, she reaches her arms around him. Meanwhile, Will transfigures into a snake because, quote, the movement of his tongue as he flicked it light across her lips. He's a, f- I'm a snake. <laughs> What? PSA. That's not enjoyable. It's weird. (laughs) It's. I don't. I can't with this, guys. But I. I, Yet I must. You must. The show must go on. Must. Yes. Anyway, Tessa thinks about how it's really cool that Will isn't treating her like a human dumpster and being a complete (laughs) asshat. So much that he's being gentle while making out this time. And instead of asking follow-up questions to a statement of how much she's wanted to kiss her, she decides that she has convinced herself that he must care about you, her. Otherwise, he wouldn't be treating her so gently. 
She's like, I don't need to ask him about his thoughts or feelings. I'll just take him not being a dick as a yes. <laughs> In scene. So, like its southern cousin, the liver, her heart can start to repair itself. What? Y- your liver is the only organ that can, like, repair itself. Oh! Oh, southern cousin. Okay. Okay. I got it. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I was I was going real literal, and I was like, who's cousin? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I wrote this in the airport. So here we are. I love it. Now completely convinced. She's like, yes, this is happening. She decides to tell Will. She's like, you don't need to be fucking around, being so delicate. I won't break. Pull a gym, would ya? <laughs> okay. Can and- we just... I'm sorry. I have to. I have to pause you for just a second. Okay. Can we just look at the juxtaposition... Between Will and Jem. And the way that they are with Tessa. She seems pretty uh-huh. into both. Really. She just seems to be into whoever's kissing her. Right? She's like, yeah, I like That's this. Which, Not Nate. But- all for her. <laughs> you know, good, good for her. Neither of them have declared their intentions. Neither of them have been clear about what they want from her. So, like, she's a mm-hmm. free agent. You do you, boo-boo. You get it where you can get it. But I just find it interesting that Jem is like, he's like so good and so gentlemanly and so kind. And then they're in a situation where like tensions are high and he's like, can't do it. Gotta have you. Let's do this thing. And Will is like (laughs) the opposite in every way during, you know, the day. In the way, like, he says crazy things and he does, you know, bold, shocking things and stuff. But he's like, can I touch your hair? I'm going to, like, whisper against your ear and, like, softly, like, I just find it interesting. Let me touch you. The weird opposites. <clears throat> anyway. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because Jem knows, like, what it feels like to be treated, like, with kid gloves all the time. Or maybe you don't like it. Maybe Jem sees Tessa for who she really is and Will just sees her as a reflection of what he's always wanted but could never have. I didn't. Did I just oh, say shit. that? Oh. <laughs> Hot take. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, Tessa's nudging pays off because although it looks like it pains him, he starts to... Be aggressive. Be aggressive. (laughs) Just then the knob of the balcony door opens and a couple comes out and the man is like, look, this is what I warned you not to drink. The pink drinks. This is what happens. And then the door shuts and Tessa's like, dang, that was humiliating. But Will's like, nah, fuck here. (laughs) And finally coming to her senses and feeling the awkward, Tessa's like, bro, for real, quit saying my name (laughs) destiny's child is not here you don't need to say my name stop i i I don't i don't like that ever like if my if my husband calls me by my first name i'm like what is wrong like it's there's a physical reaction of like this is not right what are you doing (laughs) who do you think i am 
Right. Who do you think you are? My name yeah. is Babe trying to prove or Baby. There is no alternative. Like, <laughs> Stop. Get some help. Unless you're trying to get my attention in a theme park, do not say my name. That's fair. <laughs> Will tells her, and he keeps repeating it because he locks it a lot. And then finally, we're pulled out of this awful, awful exchange by your boy, Magnus. And he's like, there you two are. And look at the state of you. Let me guess. You have the lemonade. <laughs> There's some warlock powder in there. And that kind of lowers your inhibitions and makes you do things you normally wouldn't do. And Will's like, oh, oh. <laughs> and he turns away. And Magnus compliments Tessa on her cleavage. And Will's like, leave Brittany alone. She didn't know what she was drinking. Okay. So Tessa tells Magnus, like, um, number one, I'm in Jessamine's dress and she's literally half of my size. <laughs> so there's that. I don't normally grow out dressed like this. I wouldn't do that. Duh. And Magnus is like, oh, did you change back into yourself when you drank the lemonade? And Tessa scowls because she's embarrassed that she got caught kissing Will. So she decides to snap at Magnus, asking him, like, well, what are you doing here? How did you know where to find us? And he's like, I got a guy. Okay. Besides, Benny's parties have a reputation for danger. And I just want to know if that is the case. Then why didn't he divulge this information to Charlotte or Will beforehand? Yeah. Because he doesn't want to get involved. He's he's a very hands-off, like, Ooh. he helps if they ask him to help, but he's not going to volunteer to get in the middle of this garbage. I feel like he, he tries to be as hands-off as possible when it comes to their like inner dealings. Like, he got dealings. involved <clears throat> with the De Quincey thing because it was for Camille. Mm -hmm. For her revenge, right. not to help the shadow hunters. Right. right. Now, I, I have a question. Tell me. There's a lot in the Codex. Okay. Is there not something about drinking shit at parties put on by downworlders? Because, like, we had a Simon situation. Now we've got a Tessa and Will situation. I feel like throughout the years, this has happened probably enough times for maybe someone to write down, like, don't drink something at a fucking party with warlocks. <laughs> right. You might turn into a rat. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't take the red pill. Yeah. Right. I can't remember which is the actual color. So sorry if I messed that up. You guys don't be shocked. And Tessa doesn't ask any follow-up questions <laughs> about Crazy. what he means about Benny or parties or how many of them or how does Magnus know that and if he's told anybody. She just tells them that they're more than capable of handling themselves. And Magnus is like, yeah, I can see. You're armed to the teeth. You could suffocate someone with your boobies. <laughs> Joking I, aside, he tells... I love him. Go ahead, sorry. No, I love him. That's it. Oh, just, I love Magnus. Yeah. He says something in French that I translated to. It's like, we're all out on the balcony now. And it's like, was funny because their boobs were out. Oh, anyway. oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Joking aside, he's like, look... 
one of Camille's human subjugates was in there and he recognized Will. So he was able to get a message to me. But who's to say if Riff Raff can figure this out, like, <laughs> then no one else has either. Like, you guys need to leave. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And Will's like, why do you care if I get out or not? You. And Will's like, bitch, you owe me fucking money, okay? You owe me a debt, and I'm going to collect. And I cannot collect that debt if you're dead. Yep. Okay. And Will is, like, super offended. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's okay. Like, even though he stormed out like, warlock. <laughs> this is my favorite trope that you see in like movies and television and stuff is like the the badass saving the the other one and being like I only saved you because you owe me money like right I love it I love that dynamic it makes me happy right well especially because it's Magnus that's just right and it's so on brand for Magnus he's like I don't care Mm -hmm. about you all right do not imply that I give a shit about who you are in your little human life. You owe me money. Bitch, but I have my money. <laughs> Pay me what you owe me. You know that he's a Riri fan. You oh, my know. God, yes. Right. <laughs> uh-huh. A hundred percent. Hunted. Hunted. Anyway. They're having a moment, and Tessa notices the tension, but doesn't say anything. She's like, I'm going to get involved in that. And Will's, Magnus is like, look, don't worry. You guys can pick up the necking right where you left off, like once where you're like nice and snuggled inside the Institute. <laughs> and Will's like, okay, fine, then get us out of here. And so he does. He magics them outside of the manor. And I know, like, I've kind of quoted a few times already, but I'm going to do it again. And Will looked at, okay, here it is. Will looked at him with no gratitude. Pfft. Magic, he muttered. Magnus threw his hands up. They still crackled with blue energy, like lightning. And just what do you think your precious runes are? Not magic? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. There was nothing to gain for that, but just the magic debate. That was all. Tell that to your future so boyfriend. T- <laughs> right? Mm. <laughs> I bet in 150 tells- years Wait, your tune sorry. will change. <laughs> right. You'll be singing a different tune. You just wait, mister. <clears throat> Tessa tells the voice to quit bickering because she's heard someone coming. And it was a group of three demons. And Tessa stifles a scream, although it didn't really matter because the demons already stopped. Like, they already saw them and they stopped walking. And Magnus starts to, like, get a spell ready. And Will, instead of reaching for a seraph blade, points a shaky finger at the blue-skinned demon. And he's like, you! And the demon's like, what? Me? I don't think I've ever had the pleasure of acquiring your acquaintance. So, hi. Nice to meet you. <laughs> and Will's like, you're a liar. A dead liar. <laughs> and then he goes full Braveheart and, like, just charges the demon. <laughs> full Mel Gibson. And much like with Jim at Ravenscar Manor, Will falls to the ground and starts tumbling with the demon. And he's able to grab it by the waistcoat. And all I could think of was the white rabbit from Alice in Wonderland <laughs> his little waistcoat I know that's not right the demon's just like half of Will's size but it's able it's like tore free and started running it was gone and Will took off after it Tessa has a face full of what the fuck <laughs> kicks off her shoes ready to go chase after Will but the other demons start like heading towards Magnus kind of menacing him 
And he's Magnus is like, um, I, uh, disagreement over a woman or maybe a gambling debt that needed to be settled. Like, I don't know what's going on here. He's just throwing shit out. Like, ooh, yeah. right. <laughs> but at the same time, he snaps his fingers and fire like shoots out of his palm. And he told the remaining demons that they should just go head on into the party and not concern themselves with whatever is happening between Will and like their demon friend. These are and not they agree. The, mm-hmm. These are not the humans you're looking uh-huh. for. Yep, exactly. <laughs> they agree and like walk away, throwing Tessa back into action mode, telling Magnus like they have to go after Will. Mm-hmm. And Magnus picks up her discarded shoes and tells her not so quickly, Cinderella. And he starts to make his way towards the gate while reminding her that Will is a hunter of shadows and she's never going to be able to catch up with him. Like, it's not happening, girl. For sure. Mm -hmm. And she asks about, like, his magic. Like, I'm going to use your magic. And Magnus tells her that, like, Will is doing what he's supposed to be doing. He's supposed to be killing demons. Like, there's not a problem here. This is literally his job. (laughs) And Tessa's, like, asks, like, why won't you help? Is it because you don't like Will? But Magnus says that he's come around to liking him. He knows he has a soul underneath all that hard exterior, and he's one of the most alive people he's ever met. And when he feels something, it's sharp like lightning. And Tessa's like, yeah, yeah, everyone has feelings next. Like, don't care. (laughs) As she should. (laughs) Dude. But Magnus tells her that things aren't so black and white. He's lived a really long time. And he reminds her that warlocks are are immortal. And the longer that she's alive, the more she'll realize that feelings fade. Like the the feeling of having feelings. So he tells her that the oldest warlock he had met was about a thousand years old. And that that particular warlock could no longer remember what love or hate felt like. And when Magnus asked him why he didn't just end his life, uh, the old warlock told him that he could still remember one feeling. And that was fear. Mm. And he was afraid to die. He then tells her, quote, we who are immoral, immoral. (laughs) Freudian slip. Right. We who are immortal, we are chained to this life by a chain of gold. We dare not sever it for fear of what lies beyond that drop. Then he tells her they better move along. Drop this quote on you. Drop this knowledge. Now, like, let's go. Ooh, that's a really good quote like almost like that might be a book title one day i know like there's i really like this this is good Mm -hmm. this is good (laughs) i'm gonna write this down on my memory board yeah (laughs) that's uh yeah tessa's like but will it looked like he like knew that demon or something and magnus is like yeah he's probably tried to kill him before sometimes they get away like come on stop asking questions (laughs) Dude, I feel like this is me trying to tell my kids it's time for bed. Dude. <laughs> you don't need a water. You don't need a snack. You already brushed your teeth. Uh-huh. Anyway, she follows up with a how will he get back? And Magnus is like, dude, is a shadow hunter. Drop it. Get into the carriage. You need to get back before someone notices you're missing. And they finally reach Cyril the carriage and Magnus opened the door to like gesture her inside and one last time Tessa's like well how do you know that Charlotte didn't give me like us permission to be here and Magnus is like I didn't fall off the turnip truck yesterday kiddo (laughs) now get in get in loser we're going shopping (laughs) (laughs) okay 
really quickly, I, I have to back up just a little bit. So in this chapter, Magnus comes out on the balcony. He catches them making out. He's like, we got to go. And then he magically teleports them from the balcony into the gardens, which is the first and only time Magnus shows that he can, without the use of a portal, which at this point has not been invented yet, can Mm -hmm. teleport Uh not only himself, but other people. I feel like apparate. Right. I feel like we, that's not, I feel like that's not something that has been established that he can do. Yeah. Or something that ever happens. Like, I was going to say yeah. that. I don't remember him ever doing it What again. I'm saying, again, I mean, obviously in what we've read. Right. So up in City mm-hmm. of Bones time yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, I know he can, he can like, take things. Like, we, we know he can take things from the outside world and have them, like. Like the coffee or whatever. Like summon them. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Summon them to to him. But they have to exist out there. But that's only with objects. That's not with people that we've seen at right. least. So I don't know. Yeah. But I feel like. Maybe there's like a. It's kind of a nifty a distance trick. thing on it. Like it can only be within so yeah, many feet. Maybe. That he's able to do it. Because. He can like bump them over basically. Well and the thing is too. You, you might have to yeah. cut this. Yeah. But I don't know. You don't. You don't. When they were on the SSV tank. Yeah. And Magnus was trying to fight and his stores were really, really low. Uh-huh. And he was running out of magic. And Alec was like, use me. Yeah. <laughs> it was not Because like- he was performing lots of magic. Yeah. And it was draining his reserves or whatever. You'd think teleporting three grown ass people would take a lot uh-huh. of magic. Mm-hmm. And then he's still able to, like, do fancy fire and all this other stuff. He doesn't seem like it's, like, affected him at all. Right. Yeah. Maybe he's younger. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I just, I, I feel like it's it's something that is so handy that it would have come up again if this was something that mm-hmm. he, uh-huh. like. In his repertoire. Right. Like, I feel like it probably could have been useful in many cases. But I don't know. Tell us what you think. Agreed. <sighs> yeah. Tell us. Tell me more. Okay. Me so more. make sure that you've read chapter 13, The Mortal Sword, for next week's episode. For behind the scenes content and the latest updates, check us out on Instagram at Downworld or Dish Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.